Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Dr. Mary Kay Holmes. Dr. Mary Kay Holmes is a number one international best-selling author, human trafficking survivor and advocate, UN ambassador, motivational speaker, empowerment specialist, mentor, certified life coach, and corporate attorney. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mary Kay. Thank you so much for having me. Let's listen. That was a mouthful. I wear a lot of hats. I'm multi-hyphenated. I love it. <laughs> I love it as well. It's an honor to have you here. Now, why don't you start off by telling us more about you and where you are from? Well, I'm originally from Connecticut. I live in New York now, which is also where I work. And thankfully, um, you know, working from home and happily working from home uh, as a corporate lawyer for an investment and insurance firm. Um, I love what I do as a lawyer, but my passion is helping others overcome setbacks in life, overcoming labels, outliving labels, outliving lies, outliving limitations, outliving lack. I like helping people to get on the other side of trauma and on the other side of pain. So that's really me in a nutshell. I love to do that. So I do it in so many different ways. And one of the ways that I do it is being a motivational speaker. So I try to you know, do as much as I can as far as spreading hope and sharing my story, but not just sharing it and wowing people because a lot of people will hear my story and they'll say, oh my goodness, you have such a powerful story. You have such a powerful testimony. I don't want people to just be wowed by it. I like for people to walk away transformed after hearing what I've gone through and how I was able to overcome it and what I'm able to do now. So I wasn't able, as a survivor of human trafficking, I didn't just survive it. I thrived beyond it by going to law school. I didn't, you know, when I went to prison, uh, I served time in state prison after escaping human trafficking. And I was able to survive and thrive beyond that to be a formerly incarcerated citizen and do the work that I do now as a voice in criminal justice reform, as an advocate for human trafficking survivors, I counted an honor and a privilege to use my voice to go back and rescue as many others as possible and not just rescue them, but restore them and give them their voice and help them to be empowered to be more of who they are and pull that out of them. So that's who I am in a nutshell. I, I hope that covered it. Cause you know, there's so, there's so many facets. There's so many different things that I do, but that's what I'm most passionate about. I love it. Very powerful. Now tell us why you are known to the world as the comeback queen. <laughs> listen, I have come back from so many setbacks and listen, when I say setbacks, I mean, childhood molestation abuse. And when I say abuse, I'm talking about physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, emotional abuse, human trafficking twice. I was re-victimized into human trafficking. And most most human trafficking survivors, unfortunately, are re-victimized. And that is absolutely what happened to me. I went from being exploited and being a drug mule for a 36-year-old man at 15 years old. I was 15 when I met him. He was 36. And for seven years, I was trapped in an abusive relationship and forced to transport drugs across state lines for him from New York to Connecticut, um, concealing kilos of cocaine in my backpack, coming back into the state. I was taught how to cook it up, how to weigh it out, bag it up and distribute it on the streets of New Haven, Connecticut. And so I was exploited as a teenager. I was um, I was holding his guns. I was holding his his drugs and everything else behind my bed in my mom's house, putting our lives at risk. I didn't realize that I was pretty much the shield between him and the feds. So I was able to overcome that after seven years 
of being uh, abused by this man and trapped in his small apartment away from my family. I wasn't able to uh, reach out to my family members. I couldn't use the phone. I was, wasn't allowed to leave the apartment. I wasn't allowed to answer the phone. I wasn't allowed to answer the door. And so I was, I was literally trapped and confined. And I wasn't just physically trapped because at any point when he left, I could have left out of that apartment. I could have called for help. I could have gotten out of there, but I was trapped in my mind. So I was able to break free from that. And like I said, unfortunately, I was re-victimized by a pimp who was holding a debt over my head and had me prostituting and in strip clubs and handing all the money over to him while I was, again, putting my life at risk or he was putting my life at risk. And, and that's another thing I was able to overcome. Forgiveness, forgiving myself, because a lot of times we go through things and we blame ourselves for choices that we think that we've made on our own by our own free will and the manipulation and the control and the abuse did not afford me the privilege of making decisions for myself. And so I was in bondage. Um, and so I was able to overcome that. So I was able to come back from that. And then I, even though I came back from it, I was so damaged though. So I was very depressed. I, I was very mentally unstable. I wasn't able to hold a uh, positive, good relationships, wholesome relationships. So there was a lot of self-sabotage. So I like made a lot of mistakes along the way, attempted suicide five different times, but thank God I'm still here. Was able to overcome social anxiety. I came back from that where I was afraid to look people in the eye. I was afraid to speak to people. I would get so nervous. And I remember, you know how when you have a short haircut and it's real cute and you have to go to the salon every week, because you can't do it yourself. So you have to go to the salon. I was so afraid of people and being around people that before I could go into the salon, I had to drink alcohol. I had to get tipsy. <laughs> I wouldn't get sloppy drunk, but I would get tipsy in order to be able to handle sitting in the chair and being around other people for that amount of time. Because it's like you go into a hair salon, it's like you're going into, it's like you're going into lockup. You're there for at least five hours. And so I remember having to do that just to cope with being around other people. And that's no way to live. I had to be on medication for it. And, I, you know, there's so many different things. And I overcame and came back from that. And if that wasn't bad enough, after everything I just mentioned, I wound up serving time, landing in prison, serving time in state prison. And I was able to get through that and come back from that. And when I say come back, I don't mean just come out of prison and, you know, being able to find a job. I had the audacity to go ahead and apply to, apply to law school. In, in spite of my rap sheet and saying, I am going to be a lawyer. I know I got a rap sheet. I know I got criminal charges. I know I got a lot of stuff to this, this to disclose, but I didn't care. I was going to go after my dreams no matter what. And the young girl, the young woman who was afraid to speak up, the young girl who was on medication, who could not look people in the eye, is now representing a whole company that's a very lucrative company and is a billion dollar uh, financial uh, services firm. Uh, I'm someone who can speak up for them and I can be a voice for those that are where I was, you know, to be able to speak for human trafficking survivors and domestic violence survivors and, and, and survivors of depression. And I didn't even mention being homeless twice. You know, there, I went through so much. And so to come back every single time and come back swinging, that's how I earned the nickname, the comeback queen. So <laughs> it was, it's been a journey, but I'm just so grateful that now I can use what I've gone through as a, a testament 
as an opportunity to reach back and rescue others and to show people, I know what it's like. I've been there. If you've been through depression, I know what it's like. If you've been through suicidal thoughts, I know what it's like. You've been homeless. You've been to prison. I know what it's like. You've been through trafficking. I can. I have what I call an arsenal of weapons that I can pull from and rescue just about anybody. I'm like, look, what you been through? Because I've probably been through it. So yeah, I'm the comeback queen. <laughs> I love it. Yes, you are. You are the comeback queen. I love it. Now, can you tell us more about your books? Absolutely. So I have a book that's about to come out. So I'm going to get to that in a moment. But the books that are out, oh my goodness. We just read, I was a part of an anthology project recently with Michael Butler. It's called Freedom the Book. And it has a subtitle. Yes, there it is. Thank you so much, Gigi. It's right there. Celebrating the true heroes behind the scenes in the war to end human trafficking and sex slavery. And it is a powerful group of co-authors that came together. Um, and we just basically told our stories from a survivor standpoint so that we can help blow the lid off this thing, help other people to become more aware so that we can all become better advocates and also being uh, able to raise awareness and empathy for survivors so that these stories can be told and curated. So I'm absolutely grateful to Michael D. Butler for uh, pulling us together and allowing me to be a part of that project. It's available on Amazon right now. So you can go and buy that and uh, see all the different uh, stories that were um, included in this book. Now, the book that I have coming up is Trapped in Plain Sight, The Unfamiliar Face of Human Trafficking. That's my memoir. And the excerpt of that, an excerpt of the memoir is in Freedom the Book. So that ties in nice, nicely because uh, Michael Butler, he wanted to give me the opportunity to not only promote you know, who I am and what I do, but also my new memoir, Trapped in Plain Sight. The foreword for Trapped in Plain Sight was written by none other than Carla Stevens. She is a Bravo TV star and she has an organization called Celebs Against Human Trafficking. And she is a human trafficking advocate. This is something near and dear to her, her heart. So I'm grateful that she jumped on board and was a part of this. And so I just tell my story and I tell it in a way where you get all the details about how I got into it, how I was able to come out of that and I give a lot of statistics and a lot of insight into the adult the adultification of black girls and why I need more people to become more aware about human trafficking in the inner city because that's a part of human trafficking that does not get a lot of press it doesn't get a lot of media people don't speak about it often they're so used to one narrative a lot of times and I wanted to paint a new picture so that people can see this is this is also going on right under our nose. That's why it's called Trapped in Plain Sight. And finally, I have Outlive the Labels, Volume 3. Now this one, if you, it doesn't matter if you're a, tra a human trafficking survivor, a domestic violence survivor, if you're a survivor of depression, a survivor of poverty, whatever it is that you survived and overcome, you can be a part of this book because it's an anthology project where I bring in co-authors to tell their stories of survival and, and thrival and, and bring hope to people and say, okay, look, we've all, everybody has a story. We've all gone through some things, but let's speak from the other side of our pain so that we can help and inspire other people and empower them to come out successfully as well. So that's Outlive the Labels, Volume 3. I love it. Now tell us, what is, now tell us what is the one that keeps me going? What keeps me going? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. That's a good question. I think, you know what? Honestly, my work 
And my husband will hate this answer. He <laughs> absolutely, because he, he always, he looks at me, he says, you're a workaholic. He loves it, but it also interferes with a lot of our time together. Sometimes when I get going on something, it's like, I give it my all and he loves it about me, but it's a double-edged sword. Uh, so he would absolutely be cracking up at this answer, but I absolutely, what gives me great joy what puts a smile on my face is doing the work. And when I talk about doing the work, I'm talking about rescuing, restoring, empowering people, letting them know that there's hope, that there's a life beyond trauma, that you can outlive labels, you can outlive lack, you can outlive limitations. Come on, you can come out of it. Like I, I have joy just in sharing, not just my story, but sharing how I did it because I want people to know, like, you can come back from this stuff. This is not the end. Life is not over. You can educate yourself. You can unlearn some things. You can unlock your potential. You can become limitless. Like, there's so many different parts of us that I think we've limited and we don't see our potential and we don't see the greatness that's within us. So I have this mission, like I have this personal mission to go out and just unlock and unleash the power that exists in every single one of us. And so it gives me like this unimaginable, like unexplainable uh, just amount of fulfillment when I inspire others, whether it's from the stage, when I'm speaking, doing interviews like this, whether it's through my writing, publishing the books, Look, I'm on my ninth book. You know, I just like writing. I, I, when I was a kid, I said I was going to be a writer. So I get joy from writing. I get joy from inspiring. I get joy from just being a being a voice, you know, just being an amplified voice to say, I will use every area of influence that I have. I will always use my platform. I will always use the opportunities that are afforded to me to be able to spread hope all across this globe. And I'm excited about what's next. Like I, I'm, I just get excited about my, because I remember, Gigi, I remember what it was like to not know what was going to happen next in the negative sense. I remember feeling like, I don't know when the next bad thing is going to happen to me. Always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Always waiting for this 10,000 ton weight that was hovering over my head to just come crashing down and crush me. I didn't, I have this, I would have this feeling of doom, but now I get excited about the unknown. I get excited about my future. I don't need to know what's going to happen a year from now. All I know is that if I keep on living and I keep on breathing and if I keep on going, something great is going to happen because that's that's my life now. I get to live out this joy and I get to say, look, I've been through it, and but I'm not going to cry about it. I'm going to use it as an opportunity so that somebody else does not have to go through what I went through. And if you have gone through what I went through, you don't have to live in that pain. You don't have to live in that trauma. You don't have to succumb to it. And that is what absolutely gives me so much joy. Amen. You are the comeback queen. I love it. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Well, walking in purpose, I believe a lot of us, too many of us don't know our purpose. So in order to walk in your purpose, the key is finding out what that is. And, and I in our, our purpose in life, there's a common thread that all of us share. All of us have a purpose to serve. All of us are were brought here into this life with a gift on the inside of us. And that gift is not for us. The fruit is never for the tree. Look, there's some things that are in us that have to come out and we are a gift to the world. You know how, you know, back in the day, or they might still say it, people might say, oh, you think you God's gift to the world. Guess what? You are God's gift to the world. You are here to solve a problem. You're here to 
to do something in this to make an impact, leave your influence, make a difference. You're here to change somebody's life. I don't care if it's just one person, but I guarantee you it probably is more than one person because everybody, every last one of us, we all have something in us that's great and so powerful and it's bigger than us. And we carry something in us that's so much bigger than us. So I think the key and walking in that purpose is knowing what it is, being confident about it and accessing it. And I know sometimes, you know, a lot of us, you know, we even after we find out, OK, I know what I'm supposed to do. But how? How do I get over the trauma? How do I get beyond the setback? How do I get over, you know, just seeing myself in a negative light or constantly beating myself up and the negative self-talk? Some people just don't know how to get out of that. And that's why I became a coach, because I want to help other people access what's in them. I don't want to just inspire people. I don't want to just inspire them and say, oh, I wish I could be more like Mary Kay. No, I want to empower them to be more like who they are, who they're supposed to be. And so the key to walking in a purpose is knowing who you are, knowing what that purpose is, and having somebody that you can trust to pull that out of you and help you to birth it. So, And, and so that's another thing that I do. Again, all these hats. But yes, I, I coach women, especially entrepreneur women, uh, to have to access that greatness that's in them, pull it out so that they can be successful. And so, I, and, I, and not just in their business, but in life, just to be happy. To go through everything I went through and still have a smile on my face, that in and of itself is a miracle. That in and of itself is something to shout from the mountaintops. Forget about the lawyer. Forget about the five-time best-selling author. Forget about the UN ambassadorship. Just to be able to smile every day and not be depressed, that right there is everything. Amen. Very inspiring. Yeah. Thank you for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Now, where can the audience find you? You can find me online at my website, marykholmes.com. You can also find me on all social media platforms at Hear Mary Speak. That's Hear Mary Speak. And uh, you can also find my podcast, Outlive the Labels, um, on all the podcast platforms. Uh, the next season is going to start soon. Right now, I'm focusing on the books. But when that time comes, you'll see that stuff, too. But uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Hear Mary Speak, and my website, MaryKHolmes.com. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Dr. Mary Kay at MaryKHolmes.com and all of her social media platforms as well. And Mary Kay Holmes, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This was a great honor. You're welcome.